praise the Lord. How many glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Good thing turned on here and work. We'll be in good shape <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, you have your Bibles this morning. Turn with us to uh, Psalms 23. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us pray. Our high and gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for just another wonderful day, another Lord's day, God, Lord, that we may gather together and to worship you and to lift you up and honor you, dear God, and thank you everything, dear Lord, that you have ever done for us. Now, God, I ask, Lord, that you would just use me, dear God, Lord. Just touch my mind, touch my lips, dear God. Lord, that I may speak the words that you would have me to speak. Touch our minds, dear God, and our hearts, Lord, that we may understand these words and we may apply them to our life, dear God, and take them out and use them for your glory, Lord, for the uplifting of your kingdom. For it's in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. This morning we're going to talk about seven psalms that help you when you're hurting. And uh, the Lord got me to thinking about the holidays and everything. And, uh, you know, it seems like that hearts are real heavy during the holidays for a number of reasons. Uh, where we've lost loved ones or uh, we haven't got the money to feed our families or uh, buy them gifts or whatever the case may be. But, and, uh, you know, you've always heard the old saying that uh, suicide always goes up around the holidays. Well, I got to uh, investigating that and found out that actually during the holiday, holidays in the month of November and the month of December, suicides actually go down. Uh, and that is one thing that is, is very prevalent in our time right now, is suicide. But the holidays can be one of the most joyous times of the year, but it can also be the most grievous. Uh, like I said, if you've experienced uh, the loss of a loved one, uh, if you're struggling with something in your life, uh, uh, right now with this COVID-19, people out of the job, people don't have buy the food to feed their families. They don't have the money to buy their, their children gifts for Christmas. This is all weighing on their mind. And it, it's, it's very hard. And it will, it will get you 
County will bring you down. But we, we need to remember exactly who that we're actually honoring in this time anyway. It's not man that we should be honoring. It's, it's the Lord that we should be honoring. We should be thanking him for what we do have. And, you know, uh, we, we like to put people in categories. Those that don't have, those that do have, and have those that have a lot. And, you know, let me tell you something. If you'll, talk, if you'll take the time to talk to a lot of people in all three categories, you'll find out those that have very little are the most happiest of all the people. Because they not only don't have a whole lot, but they have to trust God for whatever that they need. And they are most of the time most happiest and most thankful for what they have and aren't complaining and, and because of something that they don't have. But today I'm going to offer you seven songs that will encourage you to, to keep up your struggle and to help your heart and to uh, make you feel better and to understand that you're not going through this alone. Psalms 3, 3. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. You are my shield. You are the one that protects me. He is the one that protects us all. Even, it doesn't matter if you are saved or if you are unsaved. I can look back on my life when I was out in sin, and the only explanation I've got is God was looking out for me because there's no... I should not be standing here right now. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> but and then we, we get to we get to those points when we are feeling so down. It seems like everything's coming against us. We've lost our jobs, we've lost a loved one that we care about very deeply. So many things are coming against us. A lot of times we we don't even want to get up in the morning. We don't even get out of bed. We don't even want to face the day. We just, when we pray sometimes for the Lord just to go ahead and just take us out. Remember Job, when, when the Lord put him through that, through that trial and let Satan have his way with him. You know, he cursed the day that he was born. And he, he, he just wanted to go ahead and die. And just, you know, just get out of this thing. But, you know, the Lord is the one that shields us. He is our glory and the lifter up of, of our heads. He's the one that lifts our heads up. He's the one that helps us get up in those mornings when we don't feel like we want to do anything. But, we, you know, we've got to remember that he's always right there with us. And he, he has got his hand out. All we have to do is reach out and take it, and he will help us a lot. We're still going to miss those that are lost. Our problems are still going to be there. We're still going to be without a job. But let me tell you something. God is the one that can do anything with nothing. I have said this so many times, and I believe it with all my heart, that God can take one penny and pay every bit of your bills for 
I could I believe that with all my heart. This is the God that I serve. He owns everything. Everything's his. He has a way of working things out when we can see no way. So we need to turn it over to him and let him handle the job. Psalms 11, verse 1. David said, In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mouth. David declares that the Lord, that he put all his trust in the Lord. He declares that he's the one that can do anything. He can protect him. He can meet his needs. There's nothing impossible with him. So why do you, why do people come to us and tell us to forgive him? You know, Job, uh, his friends came to him, even his wife. And told him, why don't you just curse God and die? But see, they, they, David and Job both understood where everything came from. Everything that he had and everything that Job lost, but he, it was nothing. It was nothing. You know, it, uh, the Lord, he said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He knew that the one thing that nobody, even Satan, can take away from him is the one thing that's going to stand when everything else is gone. And that's Jesus. No matter how poor you are, no matter how much you've got, Jesus is always, should always be our first choice for everything. David declares the truth. He knows about God. He follows with a question and implies his willingness to stay and to endure. Oh, it gets so hard sometimes to, to go on. To put one spiritual foot in front of the other. It gets, gets to the point to where that, you know, we've heard all of our pastors say at some point in time we just want to throw in a towel and just give up and just quit. It gets so hard sometimes. It, it, and you get so aggravated because of, of life mainly. It gets in your, I don't know about you all, but life gets in the way of my time with the Lord. And it, it gets a little aggravated. So I have got to the point to where that I thank God for every minute that I get to study and to read his word and to think about him. That, that, is, that is more precious to me than anything in this world. It's my time that I, I sit and I spend with the Lord. That is, there's nothing that compares. And there's no money, there's no amount of money in this world that can buy that. And God gives it to us freely. He said, here it is. All you have to do is take it. You might have thoughts that pass through your mind of running and escaping the difficult days. <laughs> just stay in bed, just forget about everything, don't want to talk to nobody, don't want to see nobody, don't want to do nothing. Just leave me alone. Anybody ever been there? <laughs> Just leave me on. We, we try to get away. We take a vacation. And a 
the vacation, then when we get back from a vacation, we're tired and we're give up because we got the vacation and we're, we're still in the same, and we come right back to the same problems that we had when we left. But this is when we need to put all our trust in the Lord and just say, help, I need help. I need help. I can't do this by myself. It's getting too much for me to handle. Uh, Lord, do something. Show me what I need to do to get me to where I need to be. Psalms 18, verse 6. In my distress, I call upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even unto his ears. We've got to remember, even though we don't feel like it, even though it, it feels like that our requests, our prayers are not going no higher than our head, we've got to remember the Lord hears all prayers of the righteous. He hears our prayers. We need, to, we need to remind ourselves of this. I know this can ignite other questions and feelings such as if God hears and knows why and hears why doesn't he fix my problem? Why doesn't he take care of what's going on in my life? But let me tell you something. A lot of times we need to go through the things that we are going through for spiritual growth. I know this is hard and a lot of people don't like to hear this, but a lot of things that we are going through, the Lord is allowing us to go through those things so that we may spiritually grow, that we may spiritually mature. Because if we never, there's a song out, uh, and if I didn't know what it was like to be cold, how would I know what it feels like when I'm warm? Or if I don't, if I'm never hungry, what would I when I had food. You know, if we never get to the lowest point in our life and the lowest, and it seems like the lowest point in our Christian living, how do we know that we're even going to be on top of the mountain later on? You know, because it's all the same. But no, we have to go through time to where, you know, a lot of times we have to go through those valleys because of our own selves. Because we cause ourselves to get into those valleys because we have gotten to the point to where that we have gotten away from our praying, we've gotten away from our uh, Bible study, we have gotten away from thinking on the Lord wherever we're at during the day. So those things need to come against us, and the Lord allows them to come against us so that we will wake up and say, I should have been doing this, or I, I should have been praying more. I should have been studying my Bible more. I should have been thinking on the Lord more. So, yeah, every once in a while, he has to give us a wake-up call. And we need, he needs to draw us closer to him. And these things draw us closer to him because, let me tell you something, there's only, like uh, Brother, uh, Brother Johnson was singing this morning. There's only one person that we can call upon when we get in those places. Family can't help. 
Friends can't help it. Your brothers and sisters can pray for you, but unless you yourself ask God for help and cry out to Him, it's not going to happen. Psalms 23, 1 through 3. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. <laughs> says it all right there. I mean, that, that says everything. He's my shepherd. He's the one that takes care of me. He's the one that keeps me with the rest of the flock. He's the one that feeds me, makes sure I have food, makes sure I have everything that I have. I do not want. I shall not want. But the one thing that the Lord has showed me is, is our wants and the things that we need are two different things. He will supply our need, but sometimes he will supply our wants, but we think our wants are things that we really need when we don't need them, we just want them. So we, we need to get the two separated. What do I need? I need shelter, I need food, I need uh, water, I need a place to lay my head, I need a roof over my head, uh, I need a way to pay my bills. That's what I need. Now then, everything above and beyond that, as far as I'm concerned, everything above and beyond that is wants. You know, the children of Israel, they complained all the time. And God met their needs. They were in the wilderness for 40 plus years. And never once did we ever hear of anybody dying of starvation. Uh, anyone dying of, uh, because they died of thirst. Uh, no one ever died because of exposure, because they didn't have a tent to live in, any clothes to cover their body up. They never did, I never did hear them dying of any of those things. But they complained a lot because the Lord was meeting their need, but they wanted something else. So they decided that they were going to complain until God met their need. And then they got in trouble for complaining. Familiar? No matter if you're deep in the valley and barely holding on, the Lord is always right there with you. He's right beside it. He's every one of those hard times you're going through, every one time, every one of those trials you're going through, he's right there with you. If you feel like you're going through the fire, remember, he is right there beside of you, helping you along every step that you take. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. No matter what. No matter what you go through, I'll be right there beside of you. No matter what is coming against you, I'm right there with you. I am your shield. I am your shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. We are to, we are to follow him and do his will and tell others about him. And tell others what he has done for us. Psalms 27, verse 13. 
I had faith, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The key to this one is I chose to see. I had believed to see the goodness. I have forgot all about all the wickedness that is going on in the world, and I focused on the goodness of the God. I focused on seeing that. I focused on the things that the Lord was doing. I focused on the things of how that the Lord was moving in the right direction, but people does not want to follow. But I don't focus on the ones that don't follow. I focus on the way that the Lord is leading. God has used this song in my life to bring about so much healing and help. Because at some, at some point in time, we get to the point where that we are just at the old saying is we are at the end of our road and we are about to throw in the towel and give up and it seems like that every time that we get to that point, we, we really get to calling on the Lord and the Lord shows up. because Not because he was gone from us, not because we left him, but because we were focused more on the bad things of life and then when we got to the point to where that we figured out that we couldn't do nothing and there's something going to have to be done and we start calling upon the Lord, then we start focusing on the good things. Even around us when everything's going bad and everything seems like it is just impossible, take time to look at the good things in life. Yes. I think there's a reason he specified that land of the living. Uh, most people just, well, everything will be all right when I get to heaven. Everything will be all right when I, when I get there. You know, God said you can have goodness on, on earth. Right here. <laughs> you know? He said that, you know, you don't have to wait till you get to heaven to, to be happy or to be, you know, whatever. I mean, I think there's a reason he specified that in the land of the living. Yeah. We just get, we get frustrated sometimes because, you know, things might not be going our way or, or we're not being blessed, or good things ain't happening. Um, but one of the stipulations is the very next verse, it says, wait on the Lord. Yeah. It says, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Well, you got to realize sometimes that we're just going through bad things, so we're just waiting on good things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that things are going bad because we've done something wrong or God hates us. We just got to wait a little bit sometimes. Right. As hard as that seems, it's hard yeah. to wait on something. <laughs> it's hard to have patience. Yeah. But yeah. but he's going to bless us. We just got to wait sometimes. Right. I want the Lord to give me patience to give it to me now. Yeah. <laughs> Psalm 34. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. It's 34 4. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. You know, this this is one that is I just one of the greatest ones it is. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. All the fears of uh, 
things that, uh, that the Lord wants me to do. And all of those things is all we have to do is ask God for help. I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord. Not everybody else for me, but I sought the Lord. Sure, I can pray for you all. I can pray for you all every second of every day. But until you get to the point to where you realize that you need to seek the Lord, things are not going to happen. You know, if, if ever, when Jesus was walking by the, the ships and they were on the sea and, and the waves were high and the winds were blowing and everything, and if everybody on the bank had hollered at Jesus and told Jesus that, you know, the... the these people are out there in these ships and they're, they're, going, they're going to die and they're going to perish and he don't do something. He may not have heard them. But when they cried out, when they sought the Lord, they heard. He heard. It's an unsteady, sick, trembling feeling of that sadness and uh, loss and of pain and and things that came against us, there again, I sought the Lord. Any time that his people really seeks the Lord, he hears it. Now then, the patience is going to come into play again. He will deliver. But in his time, and in his way. It may not be right then, but it will always be right on time. And it, and it will be always to where he gets the glory out of it. Grief and, and fear is, is paralyzing sometimes. It, it gets us to the point of where that we we can't study God's word. We can't pray. We can't go to church. Some, some people are even afraid to get out of their house sometimes because of just the fears that Satan has put upon them. She didn't go to Walmart. She went a day early 
and she was sitting in the drive in the parking lot of Walmart, and she had to call Lois, and Lois had to calm her down because it was out of her routine. And I may be wrong, and if I am, God please forgive me, but I believe that that's just the way of Satan that's wanting In 1 John 4 and 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Fear has torment. Like Brother Joe was talking, that fear came over her because it wasn't doing what that she thought she should be doing. Psalm 46 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very pleasant, present help in trouble. Our refuge, the one that we can run to. He is our strong tower. And we can run into him and be and be comforted. We can run into him and be healed. We can we can run to him and be whatever that we need. We go to him and we seek him. Then whatever our need is will be met. It doesn't matter what it is. Troubled hearts, lost a loved one, going through something. Uh, someone has come out against you. There's so many things of this world that can come against us. All we have to do is go to the Lord. Go to the Lord. Seek Him. Let Him work in our lives. You know, the Lord has been dealing with me so much here lately on, on being happy with what I have not worrying about things that are going on in the world. Pray for the people. Pray for those that are in offices. Pray for those that are rioting. Pray for those that are doing all these things, all these killings and bombings and everything. Pray for those people, but don't worry about those things. God is in control. And if I give my life to him, he's in control of my life. He is my refuge. He is my strength. He is a very present help in trouble. So I don't have to worry about those things. The one thing that he has taught me to be concerned about is my relationship with the Lord. Don't worry about everything else, but worry about my relationship with the Lord. Find out just exactly what the Lord wants me to do and do it, enjoy doing it, look forward to doing it, and turning everything over to Him. I've got nothing to worry about. Man can only destroy this body. You know, that's all they can do. And if you're a child of God, it is a, uh, a wonderful release to be out of 
but those people that are out in sin, we as children of God have got to get back to the point to where that we have a burden for these people. It doesn't matter what they have done. It doesn't matter what they are doing. That is a soul. That is a person that can uh, give their heart and life to God. That is a person that has a choice because they are still alive. So we need to be praying for these people all over the world. doesn't matter who they are. doesn't matter what they've done or what they are doing. Jesus came down here for the sinner people. That's why he came down here for. Seeking those which are lost. Now then, Christians, we're going to be Christ-like. What do we need to do? Seek out those that are lost. Show them love. Yes, sometimes it is next and impossible to show them love because of the things that they want to do to you and the things that they do to you because you profess Christianity. Thank you all for listening.